Welcome to another episode of Views from the Box. Nana, how are you doing? Everyone's calm still. Uh, good weekend. Good weekend. Now, a good weekend. Obviously, last night we shook a leg. But, bro, the game's on display this weekend, especially today. But we had a lot of crackers, you know. Bam. But, quick side note. Sky Sports, you're fucking disgrace. West Ham and Price, 2pm, prime time, when you had Liverpool, Fulham, Brighton, Chelsea, even Bournemouth, Villa. Don't do that shit again, bruv. Sky, for, for, for the love of God, these, these mid-table clashes here that have no jeopardy, put on a Friday night when anyone gives a fuck. Please and thank you. I'll say less. But, bro, let's start with the latest game, City Spurs. Bro, City, was it? They've dropped points. Three, three games in a row. They've conceded 10 goals in four games and they've blown a late lead again. What's going on with City? I, I, I have no idea. Some people are saying that they miss John Stones. I just think on professionalism, man, like if, if, if this was Arsenal doing this, we would say that Arsenal being immature. So for City, they need to, you know, stop being idiots, man, because that's what back to back games, three games in a row by the conceded last minute equalizer to drop points that's a bad habit to pick up especially as early in the season and, and thirdly when was the last time C dropped points three games in a row I can't I can't, I can't tell you it's, I just, remember. it's definitely been a while or, or maybe even Pep's time Pep's first season I don't think they even dropped points three games in a row Pep's first season so yeah like, this is something new that Pep was probably have to do with because one thing that hurt Arsenal last season was dropping points in back to back games and C have done it what Three times in a row this season, so it's a big issue, massive big issue. Like going forward, they were fine. People might say, "Oh, Harlan should have put away his chances here," but if we're scoring three, four, two, yeah, you should want to see out the game and win the game. So you, you should, man. You shouldn't be going into games scoring three or four and still not winning. And they scored four against Chelsea, didn't win. They scored three against Spurs, didn't win. They're still creating chances going forward. There's actually nothing wrong. Yeah, like Doku was brilliant today. Rodri on the ball, Bernardo Silva, um, Bowden was good. But it's just, they look less solid. And that is what wins titles. You need to be solid. You need to be able to control transitions. You need to be able to control games. And that is what City are missing at the minute. But it's still early in the season. We've only played 14 games and the three points behind Arsenal. But they need to get out of this rut as soon as possible. 100%. But, by the way, they're going to Villa midweek without Rodri. Rodri suspended. So that's another potential banana skin. Let's see how they deal with that. Because during this period where games come thick and fast, you can get shock results. And so potential banana skin and City need to make sure they don't slip up. Because four games in a row when you drop points, that's not what you want. Yeah, 100%. Because right now, the maximum they can get for the halfway point is 45. So, and if you were to, you know, take the average amount of points they accumulate in the second for the season, they're looking at 92 points maximum. Unless they do something crazy like they did when you guys came second by one point where they won 54 points in the second half of the season, which is <laughs> crazy. But yeah, right now, City, I don't know, man. They have Rodri back and they're still leaking goals and they're not being as strong in transition. Maybe it's a John Stones factor, man. Maybe John Stones. Maybe it's John Stones. Maybe um, Pep has to tweak the system. You never know because with City, 
in a lot of seasons. There's always a period in the season when they're not doing that well. And this Pep tweaks something. Like last year when he started playing with four centre-backs, tweaks something then inverted four by going back to, to that. It makes City more solid or it makes City be able to score goals. At the moment, scoring goals is not the issue. Pep just needs to find a solution to the goal issue because it's actually an issue at the minute. They see lots of goals out of nothing as well sometimes because it's not like they're drinking big... It's not like they're conceding loads of big chances. Exactly. But when teams get a half chance, they're putting it away. I think they're also um, having to deal with serious variants whereby teams are just being uber clinical against them. Something that as an Arsenal fan, I can, I, can, I can say has happened to us. Spurs had eight shots, four on target, scored three goals. That's crazily efficient. Yeah, crazy efficient. And also, it's not, it's not the chances here were clear-cut chances. Like, the first one, Son, yeah. Edison should have done better. Yeah. Seven times out of ten, eight times out of ten, a good keeper, yes, catches that. Not even parries it. That's oh, right in your chest. Even Edison, seven times out of ten, he catches that. He just yeah. had to be a bozo for the first goal. The second goal was a brilliant finish from Marcelo. Yeah. The third goal was a good header from Kulisevsky. Yeah. So, like, like, the chances were even clear-cut. They were just half chances whereby Spurs did really well. So, yeah, man. Like, for C. They need to be careful. They need to be careful because right now, do they really want to be going into second for the season eight points behind Arsenal again? To be fair, as, as Man City, they, 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 even if they're ten points behind at, at Christmas, they'll probably still believe that they, they could win the title, man. So, anyway, let's see, man. Because um, for C, there's not, not not much you can say about them. Attacking amazing, but it's just the last few weeks defensively they've been a bit suspect, which the man needs to rectify. But how do you think Pep might rectify this? These defensive lapses, obviously, banners the issue of stones. I I feel like potentially he might push Bernardo Silva forward and put another midfielder next to Rodri, just so, for more, just for more body to control to permanently control the transition. So you you so you're thinking Kovacic is going to be the secret weapon for the second half of the season? Potentially, it's a it's a. I don't or, even, even, or, or even 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 Matthias Nunes. Exactly. I'm not saying super weapon, but it's just a different way of playing up until KDB comes back. But one thing we do need to say is the three games that City have dropped points in, us, Chelsea, Spurs, top teams. So, like you said, as long as the teams are creating clear-cut chances, if you look at the goal that we scored against Man City, that wasn't a clear-cut chance. Yeah. That was just quality from Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, there's that. Let's see how City perform against Villa, because I think that's another big game. They're fourth in the Premier League table. They're like, what, two points behind City? A point behind City? And they're going to be getting home this season so far. But the forming big games, they don't want to get to a point where they haven't won the league because of how they perform in big games. Remember when we came second when we were going for the quadruple? We didn't beat anyone in the top four. Oh, yeah, you drew every game. Yeah. Just one win could have changed the trajectory. So City don't want to be uh, be put in that situation. But let's see. Like I said, for, it's only 14 games, 24 games to go, and there's still three points behind Arsenal with a better goal difference. So Yeah. But we have to big up Spurs and Ant, man. And it's something that we talked about last week um, with the way he sets up. And to be fair to him, he went for the same setup, same tactical uh, in terms of pressing and high line with Emerson Royale and Ben Davies as centre-back. 
yes, of course, they rolled the lock. You'd expect Spurs to ride the lock in this game. But they came away 3-3. And you can't say they were awful. Like, yeah. yeah. They, they did what they could with what they have. Exactly. And what they could, what they have with the Premier League champions, the treble winners, away from home at Dutty had. They deserve a lot of credit. No, one thing I will say is I think with Angie, the reason why he plays the way he plays, regardless of what's happening here, I just think pragmatism is not in his dictionary because even at 3 3, Spurs are still moving stupid, trying to grab a fourth goal, trying to play out of tight positions for no reason. Like, assuming today was, was a disgrace. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think we can say, like, yeah, he wants to play a certain way. Regardless of the situation, but sometimes players just make errors, and that can be put on him. Like City's third goal, what was Basuma doing? Yeah, absolutely. See, oh yeah, quickly. Uh, side note, I hope that from now on, your people, the aesthetic merchants realize yeah, the job of your DM first and foremost is to screen the back four, win the bloody duels, and recycle the ball. Your, your DM is not is not is the, the main function of your DM is not to break lines multiple times. That's where you get stuff like Basuma happened today. Costing your your side goals when you don't need to be like the guys should just boot it down the field or play the simple pass, but instead of trying to dribble three four guys, which was very stupid. So hopefully people understand the first job of your DM here: recycle the ball and defend well. Not this fancy shit. Now, nah, nah, fair, fair, fair enough on that. But just back to Spurs. I'm I'm impressed with them. I'm impressed with how they've dealt with the injuries. Romero suspended. Van der Ven, so they don't have the two centre backs. Then the main player, James Madison, injured, and they're doing well. This helps the top four chances. If they can get a few results up until Madison is back, up until Van der Ven is back, what's stopping them from getting that fourth position? Actually, let me actually have a look at their fixtures up until the halfway point and see any potential games where they may struggle without their first personnel. The play this weekend. Basically, they got West Ham midweek. I think they should win that. Home or away. Um, um, Spurs is ground. I think that game Romero's back for that game. Romero's back, so that that should help them. They yeah, that, but it'll still be a tough game. West Ham are not an easy team to. Cut, cut I think for Spurs right now, yeah, the, the focus isn't really trying to be defensively solid. Fam. Just get the wins back by any means necessary, man. I back them to outscore certain teams. Newcastle at home, that would be a tight one because Newcastle are very transitional and can yeah. punish. You. Um, they got Forest away. They got Everton at home. They got Brighton away. Um, just after Boxing Day. So yeah, that's five games. I'll take them up to um, game week nineteen. Yeah, I think it's good. So up until yeah. the halfway point, I'll say none of those games are easy, easy. But you can also see Spurs coming away with three wins. Yeah, minimum three wins minimum. From I said three Bayern, minimum, and that puts them in a good position for the second half of the season to attack that fourth position. Also, the games whereby they might not get a win, as long as those end in draws. They're on the right trajectory for a top four um, race. Exactly. So let's see. They have advantages over Newcastle, for example. They play once a week. Well, we'll see what happens in Newcastle um, final group uh, stage of the Champions League. They have that advantage over United as well. Play once a week. You, you'd expect them to win more games than Aston Villa. So let's see. I think today's results and performance should encourage Spurs fans. 100%, 100%. They will beat the teams that they're meant to be at home, especially the, the mid-table size, because they have too much too much firepower for the mid-table size. It's a team whereby that can ma- that can go machine for machine with them, attacking-wise. Yeah. Whereby it's a toss of the coin. Where they can evade your press and actually be running on your high line. Yeah. 
But yeah. those are normally the quality teams. Yeah, yeah. Mainly the top seven slash top six. If we're including Man United. Yeah, well, look, let's see how Man United are when Spurs play them at Old Trafford. Because if they're still playing the, the way that they are now, no chance. We'll speak about United later. Let's talk about the next basketball game today, bro. Liverpool 4, Fulham 3. And, bro, as exciting as that was, as relieved as I was, and as happy as I was, I think today showed why, yes, we'll be in and amongst the title race, but also why we can't win it if this team doesn't change in January. Because only when Trent scored was the only time when you thought, okay, Liverpool have won this game. We didn't have the game in control. We didn't know how to control transitions. And in the final third, we were being hasty a lot of the time. And it got to a point where there was like a 15-minute period where every counter-attack that Fulham had looked like a big chance or, or create a big chance. And that's not a position you want to be put yourself in. That's not something that's sustainable. Eventually, these four threes were turn into three threes or turn into three twos and you don't want to be in a situation where you're going for the league and your drop points were against Fulham or the lowest table uh, sides at home just like you said earlier on the season when you drew 2-2 two, two with Fulham so exciting game uh, absolutely relieved when Trent scored bro Trent moving like Gerard bro with his predators but, oh yeah you see on Trent yeah do you think it's time for him to make transition to a central midfield or he'll always be that secret weapon at right back Secret, I think he has to be a secret weapon at white back because I, I like what Klopp did today in hindsight. I hated the changes at the time, but I like him actually just pushing Trent into midfield. Like you're playing midfield, somebody else is playing right back. But I feel like Trent's crossing ability, Trent's ability to switch play, like to the left full back that's on the byline, right to his foot, you, you'd still want that from right back. And it helps with build up. I feel like. If we got an actual good right back, yeah, there'll be more reason for him to be played in midfield often. But the drop off from him to Joe Gomez, we don't need that when you're going for the league. So, so do you think in future it, that transition could happen? Because he can still make those right half space crosses from right right CM. It's just that the right back would have to be um would have to be more defensive. Let's see, let's see, because it looks like for England now Southgate is going to play him in midfield. So. If he's already played in midfield permanently for England, it makes the transition a lot easier for Liverpool because he's playing in that position in big games. That's that's when a transition looks realistic, when it's actually been applied in big games. So let's see. But I read the way he's stepped up, him and Van Dijk this season. I want to talk about them because they're now our leaders, captain and vice-captain. And the way they've stepped up this season, they're not the type of captains that you they'll be screaming and shouting, but they lead by example. That's Trent now. He's gained us four points in the last two games. Yeah. He's one of the few players in the world that can actually affect and win you a game. Like, yes, you can look to a team starting 11, they have good players. There's only like one or two players within each team that you know he can win us a game. And Trent Alexander Arnold is one of those players. What do you think of Liverpool's performance today, Trent and Van Dijk? Uh, I, I, I would say is that Trent was amazing. Great game. To be fair, I'm not going to blame you guys for seeing three goals on Van Dijk. Per se. Van Dijk was good. Just that the the, the re-goal, I, I said that Konate didn't 
cover himself yeah. and done his glory. No, nah, he 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 wasn't he wasn't aggressive. He was very passive. He, yeah, he went there and then he stopped. No, also he's right. I'm not really gonna go out your defenses. Like it, I don't know if it's your system or if it, as you said, it's not just lack of DM. Why you're conceding loads of chances? The system as well needs to be tweaked. And I think Klopp is making your defense do too much work. Yeah, at this point in time. Also, one thing I don't understand is um we've seen the standards that Liverpool set from 2018 to 2020. And if I was a Liverpool fan, I would not be thinking about a tower yet unless I see that standard again. Because that's a standard Arsenal are trying to reach. So if, as a Liverpool fan, if I, that was me, I'd be like, it's all all and good of our attack being amazing, we're blowing teams out of the world, we can outscore teams. But defensively, or, or as, as a unit, we're not reaching the standards that we showed at, at our peak. And that's the level to win the league nowadays. So everything's nice, but I say that Third is locked in for you guys. Third is locked in for you guys. But as, as again, Klopp could make a tactical tweak between now and Jan and the addition of recruitment. Things might change. But as a Liverpool fan, yeah, what what are the like what what is the likelihood of Liverpool making signings in Jan to you know get you guys over the line or even give you guys to or even to put you guys in contention yeah on the final stretch? I'm not sure because. More often than not, when Liverpool are in a situation like this where we actually need someone. So you remember our centre back crisis and we got Kabak and um, Davies on the last day after we beat Spurs. Um our midfield crisis as well last year. I feel like with us, we've shown that we can have a crisis, we have a problem, but we don't address it. So if we end January without signing a defensive midfielder, I wouldn't be surprised. However, I hope Liverpool could look at the lessons from when they signed those Diaz when we're going for the treble. Mane and Salah had gone off to African Cup of Nations. The drop-off in quality was too big. What did we do? We got Luis Diaz and he hit the ground running straight away. And you saw that they are on the charge to win four trophies. Just an, an addition in a position that we need. So I hope Liverpool do that because I feel like if we had a dual winning machine, if we had like a Polina or something, that will change the complexion of this title race because in terms of our firepower, we have the best attacking unit in the Premier League, bar none. It's, it's, yeah, hard, yeah. it's hard to keep a clean sheet against Liverpool. Like you, you have you have too many ball strikers across the pitch. Like even my Kaiser today, you could hit one top bins. Of course, we don't have to say much about Trent. Your front line, we have even knew that with his Kamikaze finishing. Yeah, he's a great ball striker. But I'll, be honest, Nunes, man. I'll be honest on Nunes. It's getting to a stage where it's starting to be annoying. And the reason why I say that is because how long are we going to give it? Especially if Salah going to Afghan in Jan. Regardless of, bro, we can be in a final, Nunes can get a chance, and I'm not confident that he's going to score. And that's unacceptable. He needs to get to a point where he's been a lot more clinical. Because he's getting the chances to be, to have had about eight or nine goals in 14 games. I think we have around three or four because he just misses big key chances. So Nunes, man, he needs to fix up. Yeah, because a player of his quality at, at worst should be a one and two striker, which is decent enough for Liverpool, especially if you have Salah contributing with his 20, with 20 plus goals. So if Nunes was a one and two striker, it would be the perfect marriage. But yeah, yeah, going forward here. Also, what I also want to mention is um, you guys haven't kept a clean sheet away from home this season in the league. Have we not? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, and that's that's not good slash sustainable. Yeah, that's not good because 
if you're not keeping clean sheets away from home, eventually those two ones or one nils are going to turn into draws, maybe even defeats. And especially, who do you have to go away in the big games here outside in, in the top six in the second half of the season? Second half of the season, we need to go to Old Trafford. Um, that's it. You have to go to Emirates. We need to Emirates. We need to go to Villa Park as well. My Villa Park, you, you guys just outscore Villa, man. Villa, yeah, we can out, we can outscore Villa, but you know how games get in the crunch time when they get tighter, and if you still have a habit of not keeping a clean sheet away from home. Villa are not a team where you want to have to score two or three goals against away from home, especially with Emery's pragmatism in the running. Yes, I think mm-hmm. we can beat them. We have the firepower, but that doesn't mean you should put yourself in that position. I'm sorry. So it's just so so in the big six, it's just United and Arsenal. They have to go away to their stadiums. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To be fair, that, that that's calm for you guys to be honest. Because if that was if you have to go to Etihad in the in the crunch time. Unable to keep a clean shot away from home would be a big problem. That's why, to be fair, our start is also pretty impressive, though. Like, talk about all the problems, why we can't win the league. The amount of away games that we big away games that we've already had this season, and to be this close to the top of the table, but we're second. Out of oh, yeah. oh, it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. It's just that it's a very good step in the right direction. It's just um, from what we've seen from Luke by the peak here, we're comparing the standards you get before. Of course, yeah. of course, but. This is a rebuild team compared to a team that was set in stone. Yeah, true, true. So, so, so this year was just as, as you said at the start of the season. It's just about enjoying the season and seeing where you guys end up come Jan and see what the Opus Miranda is here for the running. Nah, defo, but don't get it twisted. If we're there about in Jan, bro, I won that league because we have players who are too good to have only won one league. Trent needs a know, second, but, second league. Van Dijk needs one. Salah needs one. But. But we, but we've discussed reason, but we've discussed things that need to be addressed in Jan. Of course, in, in the transfer window for that to be a reality. Let's see if they do it. Let's see if we're serious. Yeah. Let's see if we want to be a, a big club competing for the big trophies year in year out. Cool. So, for, 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 yeah, what, what did you think of uh, your game though on Wednesday on uh, Saturday? Sorry. Um, to be fair, not much to say really. Um, great attacking performance. It should have been a four 0 but if it wasn't for Zinchenko being an idiot. Would been a 2 0 game and be discussing why we should have scored more goals. Apart from that, not much to discuss about the game, really. Also, 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 the game was literally running the first 15 minutes, my honest opinion. And the game was good. We have to get, I want to give Arsenal credit because this is what you have wanted from Arsenal. Oh, Chanak Chana just scored a banger. Oh, just my, scored, yeah, I just got a banging goal, bro. In, in, into this year, they're coming for that for that league title. Oh, yeah, they're winning it, man. They're winning it. Because could you raise the underlying stats on that good? But you know, like, he knows how to win leagues. Yeah, but back then, the underlying stats were good. Even though they were conceding possession, yeah, they were playing better than every almost everything that they met. They were actually good. When you say underlying stats, what underlying stats are you referring to? Uh, their, their defensive XG conceded, stuff like that. You see how last season, Conte, Spurs would park the bus, then more brilliance, they'd score a goal, or, or if the position were stuff like that they're relying on a lot of transitional opportunities to put teams away or relying on poor free from the position be sustainable in Serie A though not if Inter's your competition but Inter are playing more expensive football and actually dominating teams weekly yeah that's true in in the modern day 
that type of football wins leagues. Consistently, consistently wins you more games. So yeah, that's not enough. But no, I'll, back to Arsenal. Big, I want to big them up because this is what you said you have wanted from them. You're playing against teams like Wolves, teams around them at home. You want a dominant performance and you want to score loads of goals. In terms of the performance, you guys are dominant. Yeah. And you guys need to start getting into a path, pattern where home games like this, you're dominant. And then you need to score a lot of goals. I don't know if you saw older God said that they're going to go and they're going to reflect and see how they can turn games like this from winning 2-1 to winning 4-5-0. And for him to say that and for the players to know and the coaches to know that that's something that they need to do, that's encouraging. Like the mentality of Arsenal. And even going back to Liverpool, the mentality at Liverpool, because like for today, when they went to 3-2, you thought, yeah, these guys are going to come back. Or if they make it 3-2. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, and you, like, well, a quick, quick side on you. You guys gave me a, when Fulham score make it 3-2, I was like, if Liverpool equalise for injury time, it's going to end 4-3. <laughs> and it happened. And it happened. So like, the mentality at these two clubs is very, very good and very, very high. And it's no surprise why they're at the top of the league. But before you guys play us, you have Luton, Villa and Brighton. If you want to give yourself the best chance of creating distance from us in the title race and City, you have to get nine out of nine points from those. 100%. Teams. Nine out of nine. Two, two clean sheets in there somewhere and come to Anfield to just get a point and get out of them. Like, I, like one thing that hurts me, some Arsenal fans talking about we need to go Anfield and win. I'm thinking, this ain't the early 2000s no more, fam. Klopp has built a fortress. Yeah. My motherfuckers think here, this is 2011 Liverpool, yeah, where everyone was coming to Anfield yeah, and collecting three and points. Crashing. Fam, like, into that. Like, Anfield, yeah, you can be 2 no up, but all this is one moment. So like, gosh, fam, like, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, fam. Some, not, like, even Pep, I struggled to control Anfield, fam. It took the COVID year, whereby there was no fans here, yeah. him to get a W at Anfield. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know the science of, of it, but Klopp has built a fortress and it takes a one in one in a thousand off day for Liverpool to lose at home, like, like last season against Leeds. Yeah, so, exactly. So, but one thing I would say now in our history, the, the two times Wenger won the league out of the three times he won, he won the league, Arsenal won at Anfield, but those were the olden days. Now, it's about going to Anfield and don't lose and leave your confidence. That's the that, that's, that's that's the plan. That's it. Go Anfield, leave there with a point and be happy. Now you that's that's what you guys definitely definitely need to do. But before you turn your attention to Anfield, Luton Villa and Brighton, those games need to be won. Uh, leave now of nine, now of nine. Uh, for me right now, we're going to games here, and I'm like, cool. We're not gonna give teams click up chances, but the main issue here, which one of you guys is gonna have that last of concentration here to flip the game when it's head? Yesterday was Zinchenko, but we're lucky because we managed to weather the storm. But, but imagine it was against a better team. For example, let's say you're 2 0 up against Liverpool at the Emirates per se, and you give them a cheap goal and you're about to enter injury time. That is very sticky. Do you want that shit? No. Those put pressure on you, trying to get it and just be spamming bottles in the box. Yeah, also, even yesterday, the defense was solid. It was just Zinchenko himself trying to sabotage the team, bro. Even the first half, a couple of times here, him and Saliba running into each other when uh, I think Oswang went one-on-one. But the thing is, with him, he's had lapses in concentration more often than not. But the good thing with Arsenal, though, now is for your defence, like now Tomiyasu is playing right back and he's not missing a beat. Now White is, White is on the bench. Obviously, I'm not saying White has been benched, 
But the job of no, it's not that you're white. You just needs a couple of games out because with Ben White, you know when he's fatigued or he's carrying an injury when he's making. I mean, the job of inequality is not bad. Vincenco is good if you Going want. Forward. If you want to continue having lapses in concentration, you still have Tom Yasu who you can put in ahead ahead of him. Tim, and give you Tim, Timber as well, give you as well. So your strength and depth should help you, especially around this period, because games are going to come. They can force. 100 Um, for us right now, it's just about get to the halfway point. We've got at least 46 points. Then in Jan, hopefully grab an extra player, maybe a defender, maybe a midfielder. But right now, based on the on where we have the most bodies, I think we might have to prioritize a defender because Tommy is going to the Asian Cup. When's that? In Jan. And Japan are, are definitely getting to the final. So he's missing every game up until Liverpool, which will miss that game as well. Okay, fair enough. So in January, you might need to, you know, invest in an def- extra defender or maybe a midfielder that can allow other players to fill in at the back. I don't know, but we have to we have to be careful with, 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 the, with the depth chart right now, man, because things can easily go left. What takes is one more injury. Now, of course, with, it's getting peaked for us at the minute. Matip is going to be out for a while. So in defence, we have Andai, Kwanza, Gomez, um, Kanate, Kanate is injury prone. So... Yeah, you, you guys have your own pair of yeah. injuries as well. Injuries are hitting teams in the league. It's it's peak for some teams, but, but even us, even us with Tomiyasu, he has a calf strain which might put him out for a few weeks. He might miss the Anfield clash, which is annoying, man. But now let's let's see before before we round up, bro. Another away game to a top nine team. Another away loss for Eric Ten Hag. Has he ever won away at, at, at top nine team since he's come to this league? No, that's why I said another another game away game another ten hard loss. It's a it's a it's a record that no manager wants, but it's continuing. Newcastle won, United nil, and bro, United Newcastle absolutely dominated United on Saturday. What do you think of the game, and what do you think of both teams moving forward? Newcastle with the top four and United. Doing vibes. Oh, uh, United, yeah. I don't even want to spend too much talk. Like, if we, oh, we, we just repeating ourselves since they won the Carabao Cup, man. Like, you can pick out an episode randomly from last season, from about from about February, and we'll be saying the same thing. There's not much, nothing new to talk about United, well and truly. Maybe now that Rashford, the cracks are showing, but Rashford might be having a strange relationship with Ten Hag. I don't know, man. Like, I actually don't know what to say about Man United right now, man. I actually don't know what to say. It's actually to a point whereby it's like a formality of, of them being bad now. It's like nothing new. They've, they've lost same fashion. Okay, what's new? Unless there's something new to say about United. Nah, nah, I, no, the, I don't really the, want to repeat myself from, from last, nah, from last I, I, know, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's bad because with United, I'll keep it short and brief because we'll just be repeating ourselves like we said. But Joaquin said it. There were players starting for United that they tried to sort, sell in the summer. If you're trying to sell a player in the summer, you think those players not are not going to help you succeed. So why are you starting him? You have a manager who is falling out with players and falling out with players who are actually decent. No matter what you want to say about Jaden Sancho, and like I said, I agree with what Ten Hag was doing because he's not showing levels. You're not telling me that Ganacho and Anthony are clear of him to be starting ahead of him. Rafael Varane, you have Maguire starting ahead of him. 
He's just doing weird things. I'm gonna lie, Maguire's been solid though since he's coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lie, he's solid still. Yeah. Once Maguire, yeah, that game yesterday is 3 4 0. He was so he's been solid, he has the 3 4 0, but then there's been other games where United have lost or conceded a lot of goals, and he's been at fault as well. Yeah, true, man. So with United, it's it's poor. And look, I love it. Long may it continue, but they just they just need a reset, a proper one. Get a coach with a good philosophy, back his philosophy, get players to match it and get a proper squad, gut the squad of players that you've been trying to gut for the past five, six years and start again. But bro, Newcastle, what a performance. They oh, battered United. I want to give a shout out to Lewis Miley, fam. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. That kid has a future, man. He's 17, you know? Yeah, I know. And he plays with the maturity of a, of, of, of someone who's been in the first team for a long time. Like, like I don't want to compare you, but it's like when Saka broke into the first team, like, you could, you could look at the kid and be like, yeah, this kid can hang. Like, he belongs at, at this level. You can mm. see maturity in his game. The way he picks up passes, cycles the ball. It's a bit like what, basically, it's a bit like what Kobe might, Kobe Mamani was doing for United, fam. That young player, fearless, getting on the ball, not giving much away to the opposition. I'm going to lie, you know, you also found a gem, man. Found a, gem. found a gem. And the good thing is, like, obviously he's starting because of injuries, but then now when the, inj- when the injured players come back, they can go back into the first team and then he can also develop slowly because... I also remember, know. yeah, remember we said you casting the playmaker and they've got him one from the youth academy by chance. By chance, it, that's going to save them a lot of money because you've already seen how Newcastle midfield and the chance creation goes up with him, Bruno, and also we have to give credit to uh, Kieran Trippier. So, well, Liverpool as well. Liverpool, them, them for providing the creators, but large up Newcastle because they've finally got into a stage where they create chance upon chance upon chance upon chance. Remember last year, there was a lot of games that they drew and we said when teams sit back, it's kind of hard for Newcastle. But now Newcastle are going to a point where bro, they're actually dominating games and controlling games. It's not always just counter-attacking football, transitional football. So, large job Eddie Howe for the tactical tweaks that he's done. And I feel like for that fight for the fourth position, them and Spurs are going to be going for it. Yes, there'll be bumps here along the way, but I like what I'm seeing with Newcastle. <laughs> I have to give them credit. Also, the home record is what is what will get them in. Is what will get them over the line. Exactly. Because the home record is immaculate. Only Liverpool and Arsenal have won at their ground this this calendar year. Yeah, and we, yeah, we're the only team that beat them this season at the ground. And they have turned into a fortress. You know, if you go to St James's Park, it's a long day for you. It's not. It's not easy. Yeah. If they don't know that Anfield aura, yeah, it's wrong, you know. Exactly. But the thing is, they have the city to download that aura. They really do. It'll be it'll be hard to, but if, if a team could replicate it, it's Newcastle. Yeah, the, the way the stadium is built, the stands are literally overhanging on the opposition. It's crazy. Like for Newcastle going forward, yeah, everything's fine, man. Also getting guys back as well. I think they'll, they'll have Harvey Barnes back after Christmas. Who else are they missing? That's a major miss. Callum Wilson, so that this act is not playing all the time. Yeah. Sean Long, Sean Longstaff, um, Joe Willock. So, when these players come back, Newcastle, I think they'll be fine. They're finally, what, 
were actually watching them in games and were like, yeah, they deserve to win those games. The Chelsea game, they deserve to be Chelsea United. They deserve to be United. So let's see. Let's see how things go moving forward when their players come back. Last last season, did, did, did they win um ten away games or is it the one the one eleven home games and they won eight away from home because they won nineteen games last season? I think the aim for them this season should be to win ten away games and potentially win fourteen home games or fifteen home games. That that will constitute a decent season because 20, 25 wins for a team that finishes fourth is quite decent. It's quite high, really. Traditionally, it's quite high, especially in the recent years when the teams going for top four haven't really been good. Because I look at it this way, outside of Man City, that are the ones of the teams left to go to St. James's Park. Who can actually win at St. James's Park? Or even have the tools to win it at St. James's Park? To be, to be fair, there's a lot of teams in the Premier League that can cause upsets and surprises. But now, look, let's, let's, let's see how it goes with Newcastle. Um, I was impressed with them on, on Saturday. And let's also see how it goes with them in the Champions League group. Because it's got it's gone to the wire now. Well, I think uh, who are you? they're playing? They're playing um, Milan. They play Milan, and Newcastle have to win, and they need PSG to drop points, right? Yeah. So PSG have to win to seal second place, or and Newcastle also have to win. So the their fate is not in their own hands. But then again, PSG are their form in the Champions League this year has been quite bad. Because oh, for them to be in this at this stage in, in this group is quite poor. Because I don't trust them to win that away to Dortmund because Dortmund have a good record at home in the Champions League. Same, I don't trust them. The only way, the only way I can see them winning or I'll have confidence is if Dortmund threw the game. But Dortmund won a secure first place. So Yeah, yeah. And if PSG don't win and Newcastle win, PSG are playing Europa League football in Jan and Mbappe in Europa League. Like, let, 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 let's, oh. let's, let's talk about that. That 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 will kill his band no chances. I know for a sec for a second you're running. Because let's keep it this way. If let's say Madrid do the treble and Bellingham is instrumental and England have a great Euros. I don't even think England, I don't even think England need to have a great Euros because I feel like if Madrid do what you say, Bellingham is winning the Ballon d'Or. Because he has the Madrid media machine behind him. His story is gonna sell. Local gift from Birmingham. Does what like Dortmund goes to Madrid, becomes a main man, when steps, up, five. steps up in the absence of Benzema, who's who's long gone, and leads Madrid to the first of a trouble. That story would be crazy, man. And hypothetically, in, in that reality, who'd be in on a podium finish? Um, Jude and Vinny, hundred percent, and Haaland. Yeah, that would be the podium finish, and Mbappe will probably be somewhere fourth, fifth, or sixth. But yeah, man, he needs that move class. Like, as the season as seasons go past, year him renewing back in twenty twenty one or was it twenty twenty two was a bad decision, man. Nah, definitely was. I think it was a bad decision. Then I think a lot of people thought it, and it just looks even worse in hindsight. Yeah, because it's basically his two years progressively going worse. He he he's had to push out Neymar and Messi just for him to potentially be out the door this summer as well. Like his advisors he's advising properly. This is the summer to make the move. Yeah. Anyhow, he sabotages another move to Real Madrid. I wash my hands off this guy, my honest opinion. Nah, that's fair enough. I mean, well, we'll end on that note. But it's been a good weekend for both of us. We both took advantage of City dropping points. Uh, we're going to be midweek games. So next weekend is going to be a long episode. 
guys. Take care.